Welcome to an all new episode of Damn That's Good with Big Salinas Barbecue with Randy and Junior Salinas. The show starts now. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to an all new episode of Damn That's Good with Big Salinas Barbecue. I'm Randy Salinas, joined by my brother Junior Salinas, and then we do have a special guest, like we said in the last episode. We have Jared with Hooks, Rubs, and Sauces. I mean, Spices, sorry. Hooks, Rubs, and Spices. <laughs> uh, we will dive into getting to know him, talking about all his amazing products that he's got. Uh, but without further ado, let's give a special thank you to our sponsors, which are Holy Smoke Spice Company, Brothers Keepers Barbecue, Prairie Fresh, Mad Cow Cutlery, and Meat Hugger. Be sure to check them out on all the social media sites and give their products a try. So let's get this party started. Uh, turn it over to you, Junior. Hey, hey, how's it going? We had a great episode last week. Talked about uh, our competition and our takeaways from it and what we could have done different and what we uh, could have changed. We got one coming up, so you definitely want to stay tuned for all that. Join us out there at Weatherford on the 14th and 15th, I do believe is what it is. And uh, yep. let's go. But let's get into it. Let's dive right into it. What you got? Uh, what have y'all been up to? Uh, we're going to let Jared go first because I know he was just at a cook-off most recently. <laughs> so before we dive into uh, how you got into barbecue, how did that cook-off go? Man, so the cook-off was interesting. It was actually here. Uh, and what's up? First of all, thank y'all so much. Uh, for having me on. I definitely appreciate it. Uh, and definitely, you know, loved uh, being able to connect with you, uh, Randy, uh, you know, over the past, what, I don't know, maybe like year and a half or more uh, on socials. So I definitely appreciate the opportunity to come holler at y'all, especially talking to some, uh, you know, some barbecue cooks from Texas. And yeah, man. Um, so I'm in, I live in Utah now uh, from Houston, but uh, went to college at TCU and DFW. And then we moved up to Utah Dang, it's been, wow, seven years ago. It seems like it was just yesterday. It is wild. But so here they only have like maybe one one KCBS comp, which happens in Kanab, Utah. It's like Southern Utah. Uh, and then every now and then they'll have two. So this year they're actually having two. Uh, and those are the KCBS ones, right? Okay. Uh, but then outside of that, they have multiple backyard competitions for, you know, uh, novice, you know, trying to figure out. And uh, basically, if you win two backyards, if you GC two backyards, then they basically force you to go pro and not compete in a backyard again. So, uh, yeah, I've competed in a handful of them now, maybe like I think this might have been my fourth. And uh, backyard here is just ribs and chicken. Uh, any ribs, any chicken, excuse me, any pork ribs, any chicken, but it has to be six pieces minimum. Right. Okay. And so. Saturday, my son and I showed up. My buddy who was supposed to, uh, you know, cook with me, um, Sloth Stradamus Barbecue. I don't know if you've seen him online, but uh, he's a buddy of mine. He actually lives on the street behind me. He was supposed to cook with me, but he got stuck out of town on a work trip. So my son and I went up and cooked, and um, it was 30 degrees when we got to the got to the location that day. And where where the location was got a lot of wind off the mountain. And let me just tell you, in Utah, it's been snowing a lot lately. Like this is like, apparently like this is the most snow they ever had uh, for this this winter snow season or whatever. I think they got up, we got up over 800 feet total uh, of snow or no, 800 inches, my bad, 800 feet 
that would be like the ice age. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> no, 800 inches. It's still a lot. It's like 66, 67 feet, right? It snow so far. Yeah. So anyway, it wasn't snowing that day. It was 30 degrees, and the wind was whipping like 20 mile per hour wind gusts. And so I think the way I had my grill positioned messed up my uh, my temperature control on the grill. And I even I, I I wanted to bring my charcoal grills, but I didn't have I, I don't I didn't think I haven't had enough space to cook all I wanted to cook on there. So I brought a Rectech. I have a Rectech pellet grill like the 1250. It's a larger one. Uh, and so I brought that. And um, and I think the way it was set up, the wind was blowing right into the back of the lid. And I think that was messing up my temperature control. So my flavors came out perfect. I believe I think I got I think I got nines all across the board on taste. And um, or no, no, no. I got I got nines across the board on appearance. Um, I got I think it was like an average of like an eight on taste. And then my tenderness was like seven something, seven, five, something like that. And I and the uh, the trick, the chicken turned out, you know, really good um, for me, at least the flavors. I liked them, uh, which I used the big Salinas holy garlic on my chicken and on my ribs as part of the blend. And then um, my ribs, uh, uh, my ribs, I didn't get them up to the temperature I wanted to get them to, um, you know, so I think that was that was my major downfall. My ribs, I thought were going to be my strongest category. And by the way, Prairie Fresh, I love them. We use Prairie Fresh Prime ribs. Um, one of the stores right down the street that I sell my product in uh, actually carries them. Yeah, so it's pretty dope. I need to figure out how to get sponsored by them like y'all. So, uh, yeah, so I finished eighth overall. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something. Uh, I did not finish last. I finished <laughs> last in, in, a, in like my last competition on the barbecue side. And that, you know, that makes me so aggravated as a competitor. Like, I, I don't like yeah, it, but... last. Yeah, but the last comp, my brother and I, they had an ancillary anything burger, and my brother and I won the burger uh, competition part of it. So, you know, but I wanted to finish better than last, um, you know, in chicken and ribs, and thankfully this time I did. So it was fun. I have a good time, man. It's cool to get yeah, out there. Yeah, that's what that's what it's about, just going out there having fun. Yeah, for uh, sure. At the man. end of the day, we all, everybody wants to hear their name called and, you know, win first. Uh, mm -hmm. But we always look at it as long as you're having fun. Um, that is what's important. Yeah. Um, what have you been cooking? What you cook up lately, Junior? Uh, I cooked up. Let's see. Sunday, I cooked up a big old uh, some steaks, ribeye. You know, you guys can't go wrong there. Uh, and then today we did do finally the chuck roast as a brisket. Uh, I, I probably messed up on my times a little bit. Uh, a little too low. A little too slow. Because it cooked for yeah. about seven, eight hours. Uh, and it wasn't that big of a chuck roast to be as a brisket. But overall came out really good, really tender. It's it's gone. I mean, we finished it here, that little thing that we had. So uh which really came out good. So that's all I've been cooking uh, as of late. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I did a little like competition practice chicken. Uh, kind of wanted to follow suit with Jared since he was cooking on Saturday. So I kind of cooked up a chicken. Because, uh, you know, I've been working on it, that chicken brine for a while. Um, so kind of redid it, made a couple of test batches. Uh, wanted to see before we did the cook-off in Weatherford how it was going to come out. Um, so that's basically what I did. Uh, and then 
went ahead and decided, you know what, since I'm cooking a competition practice chicken, might as well try to get those grill marks of those tiger stripes like chicken fried barbecue Bill Purvis does. Uh, some of it come out really good. Some of it not so bad. Uh, but overall, that chicken was delicious, uh, moist, nice smoke, smoky flavor all the way through. Um, so hopefully we can re recreate that uh, in a couple weeks. Yeah, not this weekend, next weekend. Um, but yeah, that's basically all I've cooked up since uh, last. I have a I have a question for you. So yeah. what do y'all y'all compete in? What is it like CBA, ICBA? I know there's like so many acronyms. Yeah, there's CBA, IBCA. There you go. Uh, we do Lone Star, so it's LSBS. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. Those are the main ones we do, and then there's KCBS here. Yeah, um, yeah. But there's not very many. I mean, there's there's a handful here in Texas, but mostly you have to go to Oklahoma. Oh yeah, um, I got you. I got you. So with that, so with the ones that you could be in there in Texas, are all of them half chicken? So all of them, but now CBA is different. Mm -hmm. So mainly it's chicken halves Mm -hmm. here in Texas. CBA now allows you to do anything chicken, I believe. So you can do chicken wings if you wanted to. You can do, uh, you know, chicken thighs, chicken legs. You can do chicken halves. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of pending. Um, I got you. I know, like I told Jenny, we're going to do chicken halves um, for the one in Weatherford because it is going to be CBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to try to, you know, nail the chicken halves down first before I even turn and start messing around with, you know, chicken thighs or something. Yeah, um, yeah, I know what you mean. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because I, I always see that, you know, from y'all and from uh, who is it? Um, our friends down uh, uh, with Amp Cookers, you know, down in Houston, and yep. and uh, you know um, some other some other friends we have down there. Uh, so yeah, I just I always try to figure out. I know here, so so y'all have SCA down in Texas. I know, uh, obviously, I know the World Championship was just in Fort Worth a couple weeks ago. I had a lot of buddies that went down um, and competed in that, and we have a lot of SCA comps here compared to like anything regular barbecue. It's a ton of SCA comps um, normally. And this year for one of the anything meat cat, one of the anything meat ancillaries, excuse me, they're doing half chicken. I wanted to go, I wanted to go to it, but I think the town that they're having it in here, you have to have like some extra certifications like with the city. And it just, I mean, it basically costs like triple the amount of going, just showing up just to, just to do that. So I'm like, I'm not going to do that, but yeah, that's cool. That's, that's, That's interesting. That's cool though, man. I'm I uh, I see that all the time. Y'all y'all chicken be looking good, man. I'm like, I want I want to have chicken like that. I don't know how y'all do that, but hey, I'm trying to get a Practice. piece. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most of the time, and Jenner can can attest to it. Most of the time, the chicken looks good, but mm-hmm. taste overall, it's like, uh, you know, it's kind of hit or miss. Yeah. Um, you know, but that's kind of where it's been lately. Under the first cook off, it was uh, looked great. The taste was kind of you know spotty so it was delicious here but you know other parts were dry mm-hmm. um, this last one kind of got better um the best chicken half that we went we could have turned in we couldn't turn it in because it was too dark so we had uh, one yeah. really dark and then three really kind of light 
Yeah, it's too oh, bad you can't. It's yeah, too bad right. you can't like. It's too bad you can't like rip the skin off of one. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, sometimes you know just kind of mess up, but yeah, yeah it's definitely just practice. Do they? Do they? Do Do you turn in like one chicken half, and the judges basically all cut off of that one, different parts, or is it two and they cut off one? Yeah. Yeah. So if you turn in one half, mm-hmm. uh, like CBA, if you turn in one one chicken half. Mm-hmm. Uh, those six judges will take you know plastic knife and fork and cut whatever piece they want. Oh, okay. So you could have um, a drum go into one, a wing go into one, and a breast. Yep. Going everybody else. I got you. Yeah, That's cool. So kind of yeah, it kind of depends. So you want to make sure everything is delicious all the way around, because you you never know mm-hmm. what the judges what the judges like. They may like the thigh versus the breast. Uh-huh. You may have or you may have five. That like the breast, the one that goes after the thigh. You didn't pay attention to the thigh. I got you. you. That's cool. That makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. All right, cool. Yeah, thank you for the. I you know, (laughs) I always have questions. I want to ask some real barbecue. You know, some real, some real like you know bigger (laughs) competition cooks. You know, I just have people here who compete in the two things. So (laughs) yeah, yeah, I think that's what everyone's been up to. Uh, Let's just dive right into it. So how did Hooks, rubs, and spices come about. Man, yeah. Uh, wow. So it's so crazy because, uh, you know, I grew up in Houston, um, you know, went to uh, went to Dobie High School down there, so southeast side of town. Uh, and, yeah, man, I grew up there. My mom and dad, both from, from Louisiana and Mississippi, respectively. So that's that's like the, the profiles that I grew up with, like good southern cooking, yeah you know, fatty food, stuff that's, you know, just just spicy from Louisiana. Mississippi was just like a lot of meat and potatoes and greens and stuff like that. And then Texas, you know, so you got Tex-Mex, you got, you know, barbecue, you have soul food, you have Asian, Indian, like everything mixed into that. So, and, and I and I watched my parents cook and they both can cook really well. And everybody on my, both my parents' family side can cook. So all that, you know, was like my childhood, um, went to college at TCU, married my wife, uh, you know, uh, not long after I graduated and, um, our second kid, uh, our daughter who is now 13, when she was finally able to start having, you know, like, I guess, uh, when she was finally able to start having, uh, formula, milk formula she would always just throw it up and spit it out pretty much. And she would never eat it. And we were always trying to figure out what they, she would drink water like nothing. If it was juice or something else, she would drink it, but like formula, she didn't like it at all. Um, And then we started giving her just regular cow's milk and she would drink that like it was going out of style. So we're like, what the heck is happening here? Um, Because the formula was supposed to be good because it's supposed to have all these nutrients and all these things, right? Uh, but the whole time while she was drinking the formula and stuff like that, she started getting like pock marks and like, you know, uh, uh, like red splotches and bruises on her arms and face and knees and like the crack of her knees, the crack of her arms was always so weird. We're like, what the heck, what's happening to you? Because I, I can see you all day long. You're not sitting there scratching yourself like, you know, there's you're not falling down and, you know, bumping your head or anything. So like, what the heck's happening? And so. At some point in time, I, I remember the first time this happened, I was sitting right next to her and she was playing with a toy. My mom and dad had just visited. This was in October. Uh, um, 
dang, what year was that? I can't was, see. She was born in 2008. So I think it was like October of 2008 uh, when it happened. Um, and uh, she was just sitting there playing with a toy in front of me and she just keeled over, turned blue. I thought she choked on something, but I was like, she didn't need anything in a while. But my wife came up and helped sort of like revive her. Uh, and then it happened again a couple of days later. And so we brought it to the hospital then because we're like, all right, this is weird because, you know, she was just literally sitting here playing and not like she didn't choke on anything. So um, she uh, got to the hospital. They thought it was brain issues, uh, but her brain, you know, came back completely normal. No issues with that. So I was like, well, what the heck is going on here? You know, there's no problem. But they they were going, they put her on brain medicine, you know, because they thought she was having, you know, like seizures. Well, she was also at an age, you know, that was too early, but we kept asking our doctor, hey, you know, we should get her tested for allergies because we think maybe it's some food because there's nothing else wrong with her. So maybe the next option is food because it's a similar looking reaction. The doctor kept pushing it off because she wasn't old enough when she was 18 months old. Finally, we got her tested, found out that she was allergic, deathly allergic to peanuts, soy, um, shell, uh, let's see here, shrimp, not all shellfish, just shrimp, and then also egg whites. So not the whole egg, just the egg just white. The white. Yeah. And so during this time, my son is my son is two years older than her. So during this time frame, I was making all the baby food for both the kids. Um you know, I, I worked at night. My wife, my wife worked in the day, so I'd make all the food, hang out with the kids all day long, and then you know, tag team, and then go to work at night. And um, I worked at Del Frisco's in Fort Worth, just so y'all know where I was at then. Okay. Um, and, but I lived in North. We lived in North Hurston Hills at the time. But um, come to find out, we looked in the pantry. I looked at some of the food that I made them, stuff like that. She couldn't eat like seventy five percent of the food that I was feeding her. Cause it was, you know, it, it caused allergies. So yeah. all this stuff started spinning in my head and all the little like marks that she had on her arm and face, the seat, the seizure looking things were actually allergic reactions to the food she was eating. And also this carried over to the seasoning that I had in the pantry too. Some of the seasonings were, you know, not safe for her because they had cross contaminants or stuff like that. Yeah. And so I was like, this is wild. So all the, all this being said, simultaneously, my dad bought me my first smoker it was a master built 40 inch like box gas, you know, assisted smoker, which I love that thing. That thing was a beast. It did a lot of food. And um, and he was like, hey, you're going to learn how to how to make a brisket. And I was like, um, I don't want to destroy a brisket. And he's like, no, you're going to learn. You know, this this is this the time to do it. So my first brisket, you know, was absolutely horrible. It tastes like shoe leather. But during this time frame. I'm learning how to how to smoke and, and and barbecue or I guess smoke a lot more. I knew how to grill. I just didn't wasn't as good at smoking. And then uh, you know learning that I was playing around with a lot of different flavors because I had to make everything from scratch and make it safe for the kid, right? Yeah. And and while working at Del Frisco's, I would bring in samples of like you know pork shoulder, uh, uh, samples of chicken, and all this other stuff I'd make at home, and they'd give me. Like, oh, this is good. This is good. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like sampling with flavor profiles. And they're giving me honest feedback if it's good or not, if it's trash. You know what I'm trying to say? And then at some point in time, my chef who was there, Chef Anthony Felly, uh, who I believe might be at Bunnell's or somewhere like that in uh, in Fort Worth now, he um, he was like, hey, Jared, man, these flavors that you're making, you could turn that into a business 
if you really wanted to. And I was like, wow, that's that's pretty dope. And at that time, I was like, I don't want to stay at this restaurant for the rest of my life. Um, So, yeah. So, man, I I looked into trying to figure it out. I started the business on like a twenty dollar budget. And, uh, you know, and that was twenty fourteen. That summer of 2014. And, um, you know, I started with a lot of different flavors. And and really, I initially started with the mindset of making food products that were safe for anybody with with allergies. So free of the top eight allergens. So like but but also like all natural, no fillers, none of the extra stuff, you know. Um, and I don't have I don't necessarily have anything against like people use MSG and all that other stuff. It is what it is. But for my products, I wanted it to be clean like that. Right. Yeah. And um, and that's sort of how I was born. And it's taken off. Um, I mean, my first one right here, actually, you can see it over my shoulder, the smoke and sweetness. That was like my fan favorite. Um, that's the fan favorite. And, you know, we uh, we got, you know, sixth overall best rub on the planet last year. American Royal Contest, and then fourth, uh, sweet rub or mild rub, whatever you want to call it. Um, and this year, you know, I, I have I'm, I plan to enter a few more of our, our products uh, and some other stuff I have coming. And it's been, excuse me, it's been wild, man. It, it's been a wild ride. Now selling in stores. I mean, this is this has gone to a place where I, I, you know, didn't expect it. And unfortunately, my dad's not with us anymore. But you know, my dad back in the day, he was like. You should go to barbecue restaurants. You should go to all the grocery stores. You can do all this stuff and try to sell it. And and I'm trying. And, and thankfully, I think at this point, I'm doing I'm doing uh, you know better than I thought. Um, but if he was here, he'd be like he'd be like you need to go to every store every single day until they sell. You know. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. yeah. Until they say yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm working on it though. I'm working on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's crazy that it started started out like that mm-hmm. and involved. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, it's wild. Yeah, that, that's a wild story. It's, it's a scary start yeah. to starting it off. Because I got really? a little one here, yeah, and I was just looking at her. She was lactose sensitive, so it's like we can't mm-hmm. eat certain things, but we love ice cream. She can't eat it because then she yeah. can't go to the bathroom. So it's like yeah. we got to change our habits. I couldn't imagine that. Like that's, but hey, you know, yeah, the the wildest thing, man, and, and that's wild. And my wife, my wife similarly you know has like a lactose issue issues so she only eats gelato now because you know it's it's yeah. not right yeah. but the wildest thing is this man like my wife while she was pregnant she had a peanut butter jelly sandwich had to be almost every day or every other day while she was pregnant my daughter came out allergic to it we loved going to to asian food restaurants um back when we were in back when we were in texas payway and pf changs we used to love to go to them all the time um and we couldn't anymore all of a sudden. And my daughter was allergic to it. Uh, I mean, we would go to places like that and she would have like edamame, which is literally soybean. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah and, yeah. and it would make her sick. And so thankfully, you know, thank, thankfully by the grace of God, like she didn't, you know, have any worse reaction. But I'm going to tell you all the wildest thing, man, um, because I never wanted to move to Utah like in my entire life. I was like, Utah? Why? And my wife's from here originally, right? So I sort of came here kicking and screaming. But not long after we moved here, uh, uh, we we got into a, I guess we got into an allergy program here that some friends and family had had sort of vouched for. And there's there's a, a doctor here who basically can help you get cured of your allergy or build up a tolerance to your allergy. So my daughter went through the program. It's a long waiting list. She went through the program. 
and graduated from it. So now she can eat all of those things without having an allergic reaction and dying. It's the craziest thing. Oh, wow. The peanuts she has wow. to she has to have like like eight peanuts a day right now to keep her um, to keep her tolerance up. But you know, it's like taking a pill a day type of thing. But as long as she has that, you know, she doesn't have to worry about anybody having it around her or having special food, anything like that. And, and it's amazing. So, you know, of all the things that, you know, could have happened in Utah outside of my business flourishing because it's just a bunch of like salt and pepper chicken here. Um, you know, uh, uh, of all the things that could happen when moving here, that has been one of the biggest blessings um, I could have asked for. So, yeah. Yeah. So. I know it's a long story, but uh, no, it's okay. It's, you know? it, like I said, everybody starts from something, so it's like that's just mm-hmm. to start from that kind of story is just um, it, it wow. I mean, because you could have taken it different, but you, mm-hmm. you made it different. You're like, hey, I'm, I'm yeah. I got to cook for my daughter, so yeah. <laughs> and yeah, now look sure. at it. Yeah, for sure, it's wild, wild. Yeah. So which so which rub was the one that started it? What's the man first rub that you made? So so. The two rubs at the start of it, one was called one was called the Smoky Meat Rub, which is basically the first version of the smoke and sweetness okay. right here. Smoky meat rub. And uh, but then I changed it to smoke and sweetness after I had like a naming um, a, a naming contest on online and it stuck and it's been the fan favorite. The second one that was next to it was called the Smoky Meat Rub Burn, which I eventually called it the smoky burn and it's basically the same thing. So smoke and sweetness is sweet, smoky, savory, not spicy. It's like a good all purpose, everything really originally developed for like chicken and pork, but I love to use it on my brisket half and half with the midnight. Um, and then, so then the burn was basically all that, but hot. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then I came out with the mad cow, which um, here's a mad cow. So, after working at, and you can barely even see it. So after working at um, at Del Frisco's, you know, they like salt and pepper, like coarse pepper, you know, kosher salt for all of their steaks. And so I was like, you know what? The Mad Cow sort of pays homage to that because it's salt and pepper, but it has a kick to it as well. Uh, but it's, you know, specifically made for beef and burgers. But, you know, I'll use it on just about anything yeah. as well. It has a little more of a kick to it. Uh, so those were like the first three. I had a lemon pepper, uh, and then, um, yeah, those were like the first handful. And then we brought out the fresh catch, which is seafood centric. Uh, we brought out the midnight, which you know pretty well, which eh, I can't see right here. It's right in front of me, but it's a black rub, um, better than better than some carnivore rub or some other rub that I've heard of before. That's also black. (laughs) But that's what what I would say. This stuff right here, this stuff right here is great for brisket. Um, I use it. I use it half and half with the smoke and sweetness on brisket on pork shoulder. Um, It's black. It's a little tiny bit. Like there's like a little tiny bit of like smoky chili mixed into it. A little bit of sweetness, a little bit of salt. Uh, And then it's, and it's very versatile. It actually, it actually, um, this is my first rub that that actually uh, won somebody a uh, a contest, and it was like an SCA golden ticket. So, um, and it's won several of those uh, with several different people. So, it's doing really well. Also, doing really well on 
you know, the, the regular barbecue competition scene. And then um, more recently, we came out with the H-Town AP. I'm from Houston, so I got to have some for H-Town. Uh, and if you see the label, uh, you probably can't see it that well because my background, you know what? Forget this dang background. I'll let y'all see this because <laughs> you know what? I just have my boxes behind me. So, yeah, so you'll be able to see it. So, really, um, H-Town AP has the Houston skyline on it. Uh, And, yeah, man, it's a good Texas rub. It has, you know, salt, pepper, garlic style rub, but there's a little bit extra mixed in there as well that is sort of indicative of a lot of different Houston flavors. But it really really tastes like, you know, know, a good salt, pepper, garlic style rub. And then we have the – Rasta rub, which is a Jamaican jerk. My wife and I got married in Jamaica. Uh, and so I fell in love with that food out there and I had to bring one out. We have the Cajun red, which is Louisiana. So it's paying homage to my mom's side of the family. We got tacos every day because tacos are good on Tuesdays, but they're also great every single day. So, and, and I worked, you know, I worked at Papacitos uh, in Fort Worth when I was in college so the tacos every day is like my whole experience at Papacito's all in a bottle. <laughs> like if I could, if I could have put like some tortillas and some of that queso in there, I would have done that too. But, <laughs> but I couldn't. Yeah. so yeah, man. But yeah, that's that's the line. That's the line of nine. And I have uh, some other stuff coming up here very soon. Oh, so yeah, so stay tuned. Other good good stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah that that midnight rub definitely. Um, yeah, I've tried the, the carnivore black. I've tried the um, Elk Creek one. A lot of them have the activated charcoal in there. Some of them have like a jalapeno in there. So it's got like a, you know, kind of like an off taste. Uh, this one, I don't know if there is any kind of activated charcoal. I know the the label doesn't say it, I don't think. <laughs> Um, I don't tell I don't tell much of my secrets on my label. But <laughs> if, if, if it is, yeah, if there is, you can't, you can't, that's can't it. It's just it's kind of I got like a peppery kind of taste to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that yeah. Thank you for that, man. It's it's interesting because several you know anybody that I talk to that's tried it, a lot of them have a different take on what flavor they pull out of it. You know, what I'm trying to say like yeah. you said more peppery. Some people say more sweet. Uh, some people say more like smoky chili. So, uh, you know, it's it's interesting. I love to hear the different, like, you know, different flavor profiles that people hear from it. But, yeah, man, the, the midnight is interesting because I, look, I I wanted to come out with a black rub. Being a black man, I want to come out with a black rub for a long time. <laughs> and, and, and I was like, you know what, man? Um, I got to get it right. Whatever it is, I got to get it right. I probably had maybe 30 or 40 different versions of what the midnight finally turned into. But when I hit that final version, I was like, this is the one I was like, I'm throwing everything else away. Cause this is the one. Um, and yeah. And, and thankfully, you know, it, it's turned out really well. I'm going to tell you something, man, I've had your Holy garlic. I know it's, this is a totally different from my midnight, but your Holy garlic is outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. So um, yeah, man, I used it on both my, my chicken and my ribs. Uh, I let my son season uh, the chicken, and I think he was a little heavy-handed on it. Yeah. <laughs> but to me, I loved it. <laughs> you go, yeah, you can go a little bit too far. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff, though, man. Yeah. And, and that peach sauce. Boy, that peach sauce is That's legit. Yeah. I could peach, drink that stuff. Peach sauce <laughs> and the spicy peach, those are awesome. game changers. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that's what I, what I tell people. It's uh, our flavor profile is more of a sweet sweet type. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I tell people, when when I say sweet, I'm not talking about you know drinking a big red, biting into a candy bar, sweetness. You know, sweet baby rays, mm-hmm. sweetness, all that kind of stuff. It's just a uh, you know that nice good pop of sweetness, mm-hmm. savory in there. Um, with that spicy peach, it's just going to give you a nice, good kick at the end. Mm-hmm. Go away, and then you're going to get that, you know, sweetness coming yeah. right back. Stuff is so good, man. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's going to have some good flavors to go over there with that. All those lines of rubs that you got right behind you. Uh, but, yeah, that, you got some, yeah. definitely some good products for sure. Um, I, I know we kind of talked about it in the live. Um, mm-hmm. So what is, what's your go-to rub? Wow. It depends on what I'm cooking. If I'm just, if I'm just spitballing just to use it anytime, any day, I, I will go with the H-Town AP. I'll go with that all the time because it's just all purpose. It'll go on everything. I mean, I, I put this in, my my stir fry, my fried rice and stuff like that. When I do that, like every morning when I make eggs, like I'll make myself either egg egg uh, and cheese tacos, or I'll do um, uh, or I'll do some uh, I'll do a sandwich and I'll use this. So this is like my go to. The first thing I'll grab every time for that. Uh, if I'm getting specific, if it's going to be beef, it's probably going to be some H Town Mad Cow and Midnight. If I'm doing like a brisket. I'll do all of those and then do like some cracked back black pepper and then like a little bit of smoke and sweetness. Cause I like a little tiny bit of sweet on that. Yep. If I'm doing like pork, uh, then I'll go, I'll uh, go with the smoke and sweetness. And, um, but if I'm feeling frisky, I'll go with like the Cajun or the Rasta. Uh, I've done some, I've done some pork ribs with the tacos every day. Uh, you know, that turned out really good. Actually, I'll throw that up as my background here in a minute. Um, so, I mean, it, it just depends on my mood, man. I'm all over the map. Uh, but then of course, since getting your rub, I'll use that on my eggs now too, (laughs) you know, (laughs) changing it up. You got to experiment because I I throw stuff on eggs and my wife's like, what are you doing? But I said, just go with it for a second and watch what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You don't put you don't have to put a lot, give it a different flavor, but yeah, exactly. uh, I use the holy garlic as my base, and then I I experiment from there. So that's usually my go-to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There's that, some ribs. So yeah, man. I, it's 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 why it's crazy, but like these ribs look really good, and they were actually outstanding. It just aggravates me that when I get to a competition, I can't make stuff that looks like what's behind <laughs> me. <laughs> it makes me so mad. <laughs> You know, it, and maybe these maybe these wouldn't do well in a competition, but like on look alone, I think they look good. But yeah, man, yeah, really um, good. thank you. I uh, but yeah, those are the tacos every day, uh, and I threw a little bit of white bread in there just just for effect. It was really good. But no, man, yeah, I uh, I like to skip around my my line. Uh, what about you, man? Do you just skip around yours? Do you try a lot of people other people's stuff? Yeah, we try a lot of other people's stuff. Um, my, mainly, it is kind of. Uh, the holy garlic is usually the, the base layer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then probably either the porker rub or the noble rub. 
Um, lately, it's been the competition ones that I'm developing. So it's been the um, competition beef one and, and the rib rub that I'm mainly mm-hmm. using because it's because I want to try to see what they're all good for. And, you know, yeah. um, I've had people tell me, you use this for um, put this on the eggs, like the spicy peach. Someone makes. Um, oh, I didn't think uh, about that. Makes, you know, like an ice kind of egg sandwich. Uh-huh. Um, and puts a spicy peach on top of it. Um, he's made okay. like a ham okay. sandwich and put it on top. That would um, be good. So he's like, instead of using ketchup, just use the spicy sauce or, yeah. you know, spicy peach. Um, that sounds you know, good. Putting the holy garlic on it. So I mean, just trying different things like that. Um, but yeah, I'm like, yeah, you. Cool. there's not one particular rub. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you had to tell me, hey, you only get one rub, uh, probably would probably be the holy garlic just because it's going to go on anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it. I I think it's great, man. I I think it's a really good rub. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's several that I skip around every now and then I'll there there's like a handful of like old standbys. Like I'm gonna use this, like I'm I'm gonna use like a some competitors a little more than others just because I like their flavors. And then there's you know, there's a lot of others that I try like one or two times and I never touch again. I have a yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure you might have some like yeah. this too. Y'all might have some like this too. I have, you know, like a couple of drawers just full of bottles, or or <laughs> or the or the little zip zip packages, you know, um, from other companies that I have tried a couple of times, and they decided to stay right where they were after that. Um, yeah, I haven't <laughs> used them again, so I probably should give them away to people or something like that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, I've had some that you know when Jenner bought his grill, I went and I gave him some. Yeah, they ended up at my house. (laughs) (laughs) And you're not eating them now, right? (laughs) No, I don't even. I had one that it was so it had been in there so long it had hardened up. It was just one big old ball looking thing. So yeah, yeah, I could I tried it a couple times. Like I said, we always try it twice. That's our thing, you know. Try it a different way. Try it a different way, and then it just never. I couldn't get into it, so I was like, nah. And I just set it there, and then. I said, let me clear out some of these. And I was like, oh, wow, look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, but. That's yeah, so I there was one in there um, that I think someone gave him or gave me and I gave it to him. I don't remember. Uh-huh. Uh, it was like four different little shot glasses of seasonings. Okay. Okay. And I took one and tried it. It was like some kind of like Mexican type. Rub. Uh-huh. Oh, somebody uh-huh. gave me that. for Yeah. And it was yeah. just all <laughs> salt. And I was like, no, this is not. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't that's opened wild. the other ones. It looks that's all you see is big old yeah. grains of salt. That's like, why. So that. yeah. that's fine. So I have a question for y'all. So are y'all are y'all of Mexican descent or you are y'all of another uh another country descent? Yeah, we're Mexican descent. Mexican. Okay. So um it, it's always interesting to me when I see when I see products that are like a Tex-Mex rub or a taco rub and, you know, cause, cause when I see stuff that's like, I don't even know that's like an African flavor or something like that, but it's not made by somebody that's African, you know what I'm trying to say? Or yeah. like a Jamaican jerk. And I, and I see something like that. I always try to be like, that, that doesn't taste anything <laughs> like that. Like, is that, do y'all ever have that feeling when you taste some of those? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It's oh, yeah. it, it gets quite interesting. Uh, there's there, there was one uh, I mean there's one taco packet that I used to buy at the store back in the day which I'm sure y'all have seen that before. They 
this company that sells a lot of different little paper packets of seasoning uh, at the store. They're probably like the biggest known name company in seasoning. Um, And I used to buy that taco packet all the time. (laughs) And I don't even know why. And then (laughs) I had like some actual like, you know, actual flavor from like, you know, uh, uh, a Mexican company that made it. Right. And I was like, oh, so this is what it's supposed to taste like type of thing. Um, (laughs) I, I would say, you know, I would say that's one thing that is interesting because, you know, you have people with with big names or big name companies out there, you know, who who have like a line of like 20 or 30 different seasoning products or or or, you know, 10 whatever seasoning products. And they veer way off of. They veer way off of the course just because, you know, those are the different flavors that are out there that people like. So why not us make one? Um, For me, I don't know, man. For me, I like to have purpose behind every flavor I bring out, whether it's a rub or, you know, a sauce or whatever it is eventually. So I'm I'm not just going to make something just to make something. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. (laughs) Like I wouldn't make it. I wouldn't make it unless... Unless I had a uh, sorry, unless I had a, um, a a reason to to make it, you know, yeah, uh, or like a real a real story behind it. So it just it's just interesting because I think there are some products that get a little watered down because yeah. they are saying, "Hey, we're gonna make you know a Tex Mex rub and it just tastes like big lumps of salt." So, <laughs> Correct. Yeah. 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 yeah there's yeah. that's kind of where where we are too or where I am is uh, a lot of the ones that we're kind of coming out with now are going to be what we're uh-huh. using in competition. Um, but yeah, I don't, like I have told people, I don't want to make, you know, 20, 30 different rubs just, you know, just to make a different rub every, every year, or every couple months. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I want it to be stuff that we use and we can say, Hey, this is what, what we got. This is what we use. This is it. Um, same thing yeah. with sauces. I don't want to have, you know, endless amount of different sauces just because, you know, mm. one person yeah. wants it. I mean, if you know, you got to have a market for it. Correct. Yeah, you're right. Correct. Absolutely. Now, see, the interesting thing I, I talked about my dad earlier, uh, he he gave me so many recipes or ideas of recipes. And it's like you should make all of these different flavors of, of seasoning. You should make all of these different flavors of sauce. And I was like, those are all amazing. They sound amazing. They're maybe unique, whatever it is, but it, it's hard as a business, as a small business owner, you know what it, it's hard to create something for me personally, if there's no real either usage behind it, sort of like you just said, uh, you know, or if there's no like true story and heart behind yep. it, because then, you know, you're just making it just to make it, you know what I'm yeah. trying to say? So, yeah. And, and yeah, I don't know. I know this is wild. I just, this is fun for me because I get to talk to somebody else who makes products, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. So, yeah. So I would, I would assume all of your rubs have that you created has some kind of purpose behind it. Yeah. E- either a purpose or, or a story for yeah. that purpose. Um, you know, it's I, I make barbecue dry rubs, but also make stuff that's like multi cuisine. So, you know, yeah. you could bake, you could fry. You know, it de- lemon pepper wet, like I got lemon pepper. You know, um, seafood, I got a fresh catch. 
you know, the thing that you would do, the, the prime rib roast for Christmas, I got fresh catch as well, or mad cow. Uh, burgers, mad cow. Popcorn, I mean, take your pick. So, yeah, so it's it. That, that's what it is, man. Mine is all about the store. I didn't get into this to have, like, barbecue competition rubs, even though some of them actually turned into that, thankfully. Yeah. Um, but I just got into this just to, you know, just make some <laughs> solid – you know, consistent flavors that, you know, that were really good that did, didn't turn hard, you know, after like five months in the, in the pantry. Because so, that happens. Yeah, that does. <laughs> uh, too much. Is too it, much. I see those. Is there something like, I, like crazy that mm-hmm. someone told, come and told you, say, hey, Jared, have you, have you tried this, this rub with this kind of, you know, on this? Um, like, you know, some kind yeah. of, yeah, what was it? Oh, dang. What does the lady say, man? There was, so I have, I have a, I have a new customer, uh, who more recently, I need to look what they said, but they more recently posted something that I had never thought about cooking before. Like I, I do, I do have wild ideas about different food that, I want to make like um, like uh, I want to make some cabrito. Uh, having worked at Papacitos, I loved having the cabrito uh, uh, fajitas, tacos or whatever we yeah. used to do. And man, that was amazing. So I'm like, you know what? I want to get a baby goat and I want to throw down on a baby goat. But then I have, let's see here. I have a, a customer uh, here recently who, let's see here. She made... What did she make? She made some. It was like goose or something like that. And she used she used uh, I think she used our smoke and sweetness on is the most random thing. I was like, what the heck? Who would use that? And she's like, yeah, I used it. And it was amazing. And I was just like, that's wild. I wouldn't think about doing goose. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's just I don't know. It's just like. I mean, people eat chicken, you know, and some other random, you know, turkey and stuff like that. But goose is not really, not really the wheelhouse that I ever thought of. Um, I definitely want to try lamb. I want to try goat. Uh, you know, there, there's a few other things that I want to try too. So, yeah, I think that's the wildest one, though. How about you? Wildest one. <laughs> uh, I mean, lately, like I said, um, so it, his name's Andy. Uh-huh. Uh, on TikTok, he's a firefighter. Ask eleven. Um, okay, and he's the one that's kind of been making all those kind of sandwiches, like the egg sandwich, um, or just you, you know, fried egg with the spicy peach on there. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. Stuff that would never buy. I wouldn't think the spicy peach was going with eggs. Yeah. Um, but we had um, his name's James with uh, Brothers Keepers Barbecue. Okay. Um, I want to say it was the porker rub. They used it to um, make some nuts. So they basically, okay. you know, grab like peanuts, you know, cashews. I think is what it was, cashews, I want mm-hmm. I want to say. Um, and just kind of sprinkled it on there and baked it. Um, okay. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, try it. That's, he's like, it was phenomenal. I'm like. I would have never thought, you know, putting in with <laughs> mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, who thinks it's Correct. so wild, man? Yeah. That's wild. There's, you know, it's so wild. Like, like 
I, I was doing I was doing like smoke trail mix before it became like a fad. And so, but but like just to, just for somebody to think about that because I'm, I'm sure I saw that from somebody else before I did it, and just to yeah. think of like somebody thinking, oh, I know this already comes with like the salt that the you know checks makes with it or whatever. But throw some of this rub on there and some butter and bake it off or smoke it off yeah. and see what it tastes like. It's like just like with the nuts, with like the candy nuts. It's like who would have thought that? You know what I'm trying yeah. to say? It gets yeah. wild. You know, it's wild. Yeah. Because I mean when I, I don't know about you, but when I when I'm making a rubber sauce, it's you know, for the sole purpose of a particular meat. Mm-hmm. And then I dive into okay, different meat. So when I send it to someone, I'm expecting, <laughs> you know, oh, tell me, okay, it's good on chicken, pork, yeah. this, that. I'm yeah. not thinking you're going to use it for a son, totally off the wall. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. Sometimes like, okay, um, great. You know, I wouldn't have thought about that. Uh, <laughs> you yeah, know, the, it's it's wild, man. People people have some great. I, I love it the fact that people have some crazy imaginations. And you said some wild. There's some stuff that people should never do. Like, I don't know if you followed a lady on TikTok who always starts her video. Everybody's so creative. I don't know if you follow that lady, but she basically looks at all those videos of people making like the most outlandish food. And they're probably just like, you know, wasting food or whatever just to make like ridiculous stuff. But um, but you know, it it's it's wild. You'll see some of the stuff people make. And the sad part is a lot of people like eat that stuff every day. It's like when you were it's like when you were like, you know, young like young twenties, you know, whatever, <laughs> not married yet. You lived in an apartment, you you know, you had an okay job and you just had like sixteen things in your fridge, but none of them went together except for like milk and cereal, you know? But you're like, you know yeah. what? I think yeah. I'm gonna get this egg, <laughs> I'm gonna combine it with the pickle, and then I'm gonna get, you know. Some bacon because I have a couple of strips of bacon left that I made a few days ago, and this pizza, and a box of mac and cheese. You know what I'm trying to say? Like what? (laughs) Make it work. Exactly. Exactly. It's wild. That's wild. That's so crazy, man. Yeah. What this lady say she made? You have any questions, Jenner? The only question I have, I know Randy with his sauces, his first sauce that he ever created, uh-huh. the one he has now, his original taste, nothing like his original, original creation. Mm-hmm. Do you have one like that? Like you made it and Ooh. now you've you've done it. You're like, you know, this tastes nothing like the first time I created it, but it sells. <laughs> wow. I'll tell you what. So there, there's two things. Um First of all, the lemon pepper I got, I, I have now. The original lemon pepper I was making, it was amazing. But it costs way too much to produce uh, in the in the, uh, in the the original recipe because all the ingredients were just crazy priced and I was making nothing on them. So when I created a new one, I basically was like, how do I how do I replicate that flavor? So this is this is not a difference. This is one that I created and I basically started from scratch, sort of repurposed, repurposed and reformulated the recipe to be affordable, but still fit all like the guidelines that I had set up for it. And it came out perfect. But <clears throat> excuse me, but the one thing that that is definitely 100 percent different, even though it's falling along the same lines of like sweet rub. The smoking, the smoking sweetness, which was originally a smoky meat rub. I, I taste it now. 
If I if I could find a bottle, if I could find a bottle of what I originally made, it would first of all it would be a rock of sugar. Because I remember, yeah. I mean, I had a lot of sugar in it back in the day. But you know, I guess a lot of clumpy sugar, we'll call it like that. But the way it was back then, I mean, basically all you would taste is salt, paprika, a lot of brown sugar, and a lot of cumin. That to me, like now, is disgusting just in that, in that, like, in that thing. And like, I taste like, yeah, I, I mean, I can go and whip it up right now and I'll taste it and I'll spit it out immediately. But um, yeah, that, that's what it was. But now this, the one I have now is like completely balanced. Uh, whereas the one before I was just like spitballing stuff. Um, yeah, it was wild. It was wild back in the day. Um, I'm trying to think about what else. Mad Cow's pretty much been con consistent. Cajun Red stays consistent. Yeah, no, the Smoky Meat Rub and then the Smoky Burn, which I don't have available right now. I might bring it back one day. Um, I put it on the shelf for the same reason that I did for the uh, for the lemon pepper because it was just too ex way too expensive. Yeah. So recently, I try I tried a few different versions of trying to make it give it a comeback. It first of all, it doesn't taste anything like it did. <laughs> Just like you ask, yeah. And and the other thing is, yeah, no, nah, it 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 wouldn't it wouldn't fly, man. It, it just wouldn't. It's not like you know when you taste some, especially you know, especially y'all understand this as you're developing new products and you taste it and it's just not there. It's not it, you know. Yeah. I'm I'm on like version like five or six <laughs> of a new version of it, and it hadn't been there from the start. <laughs> so, yeah. That's a good oh, question. Wow. You know that. Is there, is that, do you, go my bad, go ahead. I, you know, I was going to ask, there ever, has there been an instance where you're making one mm -hmm. uh, and you mess up and then you're like, well, since I messed up, let me just go with it. And then you come across a happy accident. And, and it turned out to be good. good. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. That's your original sauce. <laughs> is that what your original sauce is? Um, your first ones were bad, man. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. And then he got that's it good. Yeah. That's what happened. Well, yeah. While you're thinking, that's what happened with the original sauce. Uh -huh. But uh, with rubs, uh, was I was making the holy garlic. Uh -huh. Instead of using the garlic, I used onion powder or granulated, okay. granulated onion. Um, mm -hmm. And I didn't realize it until I went to taste it. I was like, crap. So at that point, <laughs> and I had already made a big batch. I was like, I'm at the point of no return. I'm not throwing it away. I'm just yeah. gonna, oh, you know, make something else. So I started, yeah. you know, mixing something else, and I come across. I was like, oh crap, this is a good pork rub, and I come across uh -huh. the pork. Rub. So the pork that's rub wild. was a happy accident. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. That's that's wild, man. I'm trying yeah. to think. Like, I, I don't have any. I don't think I have any happy happy accidents. Even though I've been waiting for one to happen, I'm like, man, you know, like. <laughs> like you know, there there's certain products out there people didn't intend to make, and then all of a sudden they made it, and it was like outstanding. Uh, yep. I, I what I haven't really come across those. I have, however, had I have, however, made some products that I thought I would love, and I would thought I would love to sell, and I just never found a right fit for it. There's one that I made called the Java Jolt, right, and it was a coffee version. This was one of my first rubs back in the day too, actually. Is a coffee version, and the only time only time I saw people using it was like they put it on like pork loin, 
And I was like, that's cool, but I mean, what else? What else you gonna do with it? So yep. I, I was like, nah, we're not doing that. There was another one that I made. I think I called it like fin and and feather or something like that back in the day, and it was. It it was what I thought I wanted. It, it was what I wanted my roster rub to be, but it had um, what do you call it? It had uh, lemongrass in it, and I I, I could never at, at that time I could never find like gri- lemongrass powder or ground lemongrass. Lemongrass has like a weird like lemony citrusy. It almost tastes like limoncello that liquor, um, that liqueur. Okay. It's like a weird like flavor to it, but it's fresh and like lemony, outstanding. And I tried to do that, and so I got a bunch of lemongrass and dried it, and then I tried to I tried to grind it to a powder, and that did not work because it was a bunch of like little strips. <laughs> you know, it, it's like a but like like if y'all ever like literally ate like dry grass, like that's what it's like. <laughs> it was not good. <laughs> it was not good. Um, but thankfully, that that mistake turned into. Um, you know, to, to the roster of, I guess. So maybe that's a happy accident because I didn't finish, didn't continue with that. Yeah, you uh, and then there was one that I also made. Um, it was, uh, what was it? It was a, it was like a bacon salt, but it actually had real bacon in it. There's a lot of, there's like a lot of bacon, like seasonings at the store that are like, like smoke flavor to make it taste like bacon. Or they have like some kind of like artificial combination that is bacon, or they'll just get bacos and just like ground them up and put them in there. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna make a bacon salt with actual bacon in it. Well, while it tasted amazing, it only lasts for like a short amount of time, you know. Yeah. Um. So uh, unless I found some way to, you know, to dry it beyond belief to where it would basically be like bacos all over again. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> I, I did not finish making that, but maybe one day I'll bring it out, bring it back, I guess. Yeah. yeah. That's a good question. Happy accidents. Oh, man. Yeah. It, there, there's a lot of accidents of stuff that I made um, that will never see the light of day. Uh, also, also there's uh, there's several that my my kids made because I used to get my kids up there to like to the counter to like blend their own seasoning while I was doing mine by hand back in the day. And, and like, they made some actually really good stuff. My, my, my kids made one that I might bring out one day called crazy cows hot. Cause they love, they love the mad cow. Right. But they like wanted to be like spicier. So they made okay. one spicier than that. So maybe I'll bring that out one day. Um, yeah, it's pretty good, but I don't know. I forget. The the problem is they were like, you know, like six, seven, eight, whatever it was when they were, when they were doing them. So they didn't write down the recipes. And if they did, they're gone. I don't know what happened to them. (laughs) That's been several years now. (laughs) They're gone. You better hope Uh, you can create it. One day, one day, one day, one day, other stuff on the, on the, on the horizon, but one day. So, I have a question for y'all. Go for it. And this is getting away from seasoning. Are y'all y'all born and raised in in DFW area? Yep. So you've always been Cowboys fan your entire life, huh? Yep. Man, I'm so sad for y'all. <laughs> so I'm from. So I'm I'm a, I'm a weird case. So I'm from Houston originally. Uh, like I said, my dad grew up in Mississippi, 
So his favorite teams were because they don't have one. His favorite teams were the Saints because that was the closest team to them. But okay. when he was growing up, the only the, the sports teams that they would get most often on TV were all of the New York teams. So I grew up a New York sports everything fan. Yankees, Mets, Giants, Jets, not anymore Jets, but you know, Knicks, like those were all of my teams growing up. So I, I stuck with them. Um, even when the Rockets beat the Knicks, like in the nineties, when I was in school and all my friends made fun of me, uh, in the finals, I still stuck with them. Um, now, now I think I'm more of a hybrid Houston fan with, with some New York mixed in, but I don't like the Astros. I hate the Astros. I will root for the Texans, but having grown up in Houston and then having moved to DFW to go to school and then work after that and haven't had so many Cowboys fans, friends, I I just hate the Cowboys, man. I can't never been people people they they they're like people here, they meet me, they're like, Oh, you from Texas? Man, you got you must love the Cowboys. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, not not everyone from Texas is a cowboy. Nah, that's for sure. Yeah. Not everyone in our own family is cowboy fans. So is that know, right? Yeah, oh yeah. We got Eagles <laughs> yeah. fans, Packers fans, Giants oh, fans. So that's funny. Uh, it, it gets interesting come football season for sure. That's funny. So what what do you think the Cowboys gonna do in the draft? Because I hear I hear y'all talking about in the previous podcast. I want to hear what y'all talk about today. That's I'm crazy. hoping that they that they trade up and they drafted mm-hmm. the, the running back from Texas, uh, B. John Robinson. That's yeah. who I hope they can get. I, yeah. I've told Junior before the, the season ended uh, that they're going to have to draft go up to get him because he was probably going to be top 10, top 15. Mm-hmm. Then they're saying, you know, 25, 26, he can go to the Bills. Yeah, I was like, if true. he goes to the Bills, that means the Cowboys had him the opportunity to draft him. That, yeah, draft him, and they chose not to. What? Like, where's their know. pick? Where's their pick right now? I can't. Twenty six. Okay, so the Giants are twenty five. The yeah. Giants are twenty five. That's my team. Yeah, that that would be a good that would be a good pick for y'all. Um, even though I hope he fails miserably in his career, that would be a good <laughs> pick for y'all. No, I'm just playing. No, you know what? I, I'll tell you this though. The the one player that I'm sad that the Cowboys did get is Cavante Turpin. And I'm going to tell you why. First of all, you know, me being a TCU person, I watched him in college a lot um, and obviously followed his story. Unfortunately, you know, he got kicked off the team and kicked out of school because of some issues he had while he was at school. And so I think if he would have came out from school, like in the normal process and got drafted, he would have, um, he would have had a pretty solid career at this point. I mean, he was as fast as like Tyreek Hill type of player. He could do it all. But y'all have him as a return man and a receiver for the last play of the playoffs. I don't know what that was about. That was the weirdest yeah. play ever. We, yeah, Tell we me about always it. thought that he should yeah. have used more. Yeah, he, he really should have. The dude is dynamic. He gets his hands on the ball and he's gone. So that that – that made me the saddest to see that guy because I love yeah. that. I love that dude go to the Cowboys. And I'm like, I, and in my mind, it's hard for me as a fan of him from college to be like, I hope he has a terrible career. But I'm like, man, I hope he has like a really good career. He just doesn't do well against my team. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, of course, I think in the, the last game we played y'all, the yeah. Giants played y'all, we kicked the ball right to him and he had like a really good return. So whatever. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, man, that, that you know, with y'all getting rid of Zeke, um, 
it's probably good to have somebody to back up Tony Pollard, if not eventually start in front of him. Even though Pollard is is really good in his own right, you know. So yeah, I mean, and there's a lot of good running backs in the draft, so they can go, mm-hmm. you know, get somebody different else. possibilities. Get the guy from Tulane. Yeah, um, yeah, man. As a Giants fan and as a TCU fan, I hope we pick up the guy from TCU, Quentin Johnston. That's who I want to pick up because we need. We got like a bunch of little tiny receivers. We need a big receiver. We need a tall guy who could jump over people, who could run down the field fast, and that dude's a beast. Um, but people are saying that, that the draft isn't like really a good receiver draft. There's only like, you know, five or six like top flight players, and the rest of them are scrubs. But I beg to differ. I think there's, you know, probably at least 10 to 15 receivers that could be starters in the league on most teams right now. So, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't there, know. There's always a diamond in the rough, and that's that's what you got to find mm-hmm. to be successful. So, but you were talking about Robinson. I read a report today. I was reading a thing from mm-hmm. uh, Insider from it said that they would move up. They're thinking of moving up to get him, which would make mm-hmm. Randy happy, and then next year not pay Tony Pollard and that let him walk after this year. So uh, they they tag Pollard. Is that what they did? Yeah. Time? Okay, I got you. So that would be the plan, but, you know, things change, uh, mm-hmm. such as life and the weather here in Texas, as you know. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, wild. With, with the Cowboys, you never know what they're going to what they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, last year's draft, we thought they were going to go a totally different way, and then they went offensive linemen. Yeah. The year before, we thought they were going to go offensive line, and they went with, you know, linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's kind of like, you know, what you can't tell what they're going to do. Jerry uh, Jones is like very schizophrenic at this time in his life. You yeah. Know, he's really all over is. the map. <laughs> That's good for me because I can laugh at it sometimes. <laughs> sometimes not, though. Like, y'all, y'all have owned us for the past few years, so sometimes not. But I can no, laugh, laugh at it most at, of the we, time. Yeah, we laugh with you. <laughs> with trust. Yes, we do. Uh, it's so wild, man. It's so wild. Yeah. Uh, but yes, before, because I have another topic that kind of before we, you know, in the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, Junior, you want to give your small business shout out? Absolutely, my. Ooh, let me find it again. Uh, <laughs> my small business shout out is Silent Lights Party Bus out here. They do. If you want to go, uh, they do catering, uh, charter weddings, parties, birthdays. Whatever you want to do, you want to go up to the casino, Oklahoma, go gamble for a little bit. They'll drive you up there. You can have fun driving up and back. Whatever you need to do. They have wine tours that are going to be coming soon, so definitely go hit them up uh, at uh, 972-751-9610. They have a website coming, and, of course, as soon as that website website drops, I will put it on here for sure. But uh, go Check them out for sure. Silent Lights Party Bus. Uh, like I said, you can't go wrong with it uh, at all. Yep. Uh, my small business shout out is the barbecue store out of Hempstead, Texas. Uh, Texas. You can get our sauces there. So you can get our original spicy sauce and peach sauce, um, along with any other favorite rubs, sauces, glazes, barbecue accessories. Uh, check them out, the barbecue store.com. That is B A R B Q U E store. 
Uh, so check out the barbecue store at a Hempstead, Texas, if you're in the Houston area. Or visit online if you're, you know, Utah, California, uh, Montana, wherever. Um, definitely check them out. They do have fast shipping, great customer service, great products. Um, that is my small business shout out. And then, of course, you can check out Jared's line of rubs at hooksrubs.com. Uh, give his stuff a try. You won't be disappointed. Uh, I know he's turned some people over with his, you know, lies. Uh, Facebook, or not Facebook, TikTok posts. Uh, yeah, yeah. To try stuff. Uh, like OG Doughboy out of, out of, off of TikTok. Yeah, shout uh, out to him for definitely sure. tried, uh, followed, I believe he followed you. Um, on yeah. TikTok Live, and then he went and tried our peat sauce. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, now he's trying to shout out to Boy and whoever else has tried our stuff. Um, you know, from Jared's uh, TikTok Lives, his post. Um, shout out to all of y'all. Uh, like I said, follow, follow him on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, um, and give his stuff a try. Uh, For shizzle. Yeah. So with Easter being this coming weekend, um, dang, that's right. Yeah. Don't remind me. So with this kind of segment, before we end everything, uh, it's kind of something I come up come up with this morning, or while I work, when I was doing nothing really. Um, it's called Typical. "What You Drinking, What You Smoking, and What You Watching." So your mm. perfect Easter Sunday. What would be, what's your drink of choice? Uh, what mm. you're, what you're smoking, and what are you watching? It could be sports, movie, whatever it is. Uh, we'll let Jared go first since he is the guest. All right, yeah. that's a good one. So I'm definitely, I'm definitely gonna be doing an Easter ham. Um, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna do with some candy paint on there. So. You know, I'll go with like a nice sweet glaze over the top. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm probably gonna order some of that spicy peach uh, and the and the regular peach sauce here in the next little bit. So if I get that in time, <laughs> probably gonna use that. Um, and so I'll be smoking that. Uh, and for context, it's been snowing a lot in Utah. Actually, today I think we got like seven or eight inches. So I haven't really whipped out the offset. Uh, that I use most often, but it should be nice by that day. We'll see. Uh, and if it is, then I'll whip out the offset and use that. Um, what am I drinking? Let's see here. Um, if you if you go to my website uh, on hooksrub.com, we have a lot of drink recipes because I used to I used to bartend back in the day as well. I like to do crazy stuff. So I might be doing a um, prickly pear margarita. I might do that. I know it's not really Easter centric. But I love me some <laughs> and I love me some margaritas. So I, I'll probably I'll probably do that. If I'm not doing that, I'm gonna have a uh, Uncle Nearest, um, Uncle Nearest, which is like the uh, the man who taught Jack Daniels how to how to make you know whiskey. So I have like a little Uncle Nearest old fashioned. That'll be like my my old man drink. Uh, but my but my young kid drink, I might whip out the margarita because my wife. If I if I make margaritas, my wife's gonna make me make one. So for her, so I, I'll probably do that. Uh, and then what am I watching? Back in the day on Easter, I probably would have been watching like the Ten Commandments because it came on all the time. 
<laughs> and like my mom would be like, the Ten Commandments is on. Let's watch it. Um, nowadays, though, let's see here. Easter is just before the NBA playoffs. Uh, baseball is on. So I might be watching the Yankees if they're on TV. So there you go. I'm not going to watch the XFL. I don't really have much into the XFL. But <laughs> <laughs> it's a little weird. That is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I got. That's what I got. What about you, Junior? Uh, what? It, what was the question again? What was? It? Uh, what are you? What are you drinking? What are you smoking? And what are you watching? Drinking, hopefully. Yeah. Let's be real. And just a is, beer you know, or something. With with your a case, middle, a middle going to different, two different places. I, I don't have to cook. Home. I don't have to cook. Yeah. So, uh, smoking a cigar at one point, just chill out, drink a beer, smoke a cigar. Uh, and then watching, you know, we could do some Rangers uh, action, you know, watch the Astros lose. We have that in common because uh, I'm not a fan of them at all. But mm-hmm. uh, that's probably it because, yeah, I tried to watch some XFL too, and I like some of the rules. I wouldn't mind seeing it. Maybe a couple things, the kickoff rule I like a lot, uh, but mm-hmm. I just can't get into the quality. People say it's the same as the NFL, and I'm like, no, it's it's not it's not not quite so, no but uh yeah I, so i've been i haven't gotten into it some people love it and, and go but i i probably throw on some rangers action probably okay so just smoking a cigar so smoking a cigar, cigar. i'm not gonna cook i'm not i don't have to cook i got church in the morning i ain't got time for it so so my next question to you is let's say after church, we everyone decided, both families said, hey, we're going to go to your house. What you cooking up? Money, no option. No option. What you cooking? Money's no option? Oh, wow. Ooh. And this, of course, uh, hypothetically, because you're going to be two different places. Very true. If I was having my whole family come over, right. I, <laughs> I, very un-Easter egg, Easter Sunday-ish, but we're throwing down some steaks if money's not an option. That's just sorry. <laughs> What's your it's favorite one, cut of steak? Uh, I like the ribeye. So okay, that's a good one. Like a ribeye, I can do a New York strip. One, of the, I think those are probably it. Uh, I think last year we had a bet for a tomahawk steak that I won from the Cowboys. Get help me win that for off of Randy. So, mm-hmm. but uh, I'd say a ribeye. Yeah, get a nice, like I said, good ribeyes going and and call it a day. Yep. Yeah. See for me. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be working Easter Sunday, so. But you still have to answer the question. Yeah, <laughs> hypothetically, if I was at home, uh, definitely would be watching some baseball, some Rangers, um, who, whoever's really kind of on. I'm just a baseball fan in general. Um, you know, let me see some home runs. Um, smoking, you know, probably uh, with Junior and smoking a cigar. I would probably say cooking either some ribs or some like a brisket. Um, I'm all for that. Definitely wouldn't wouldn't mind you know some tomahawks or some ribeye steaks. Can't go wrong either. You know either way there. Uh, and then drinking, you know, just drinking some nice cold margaritas. Um, you know, I'm the Jose Cuervo type guy. Uh, you know, okay. he's a friend of mine. He's a friend of yours. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, but yeah, okay. that's basically what I would be uh, drinking, smoking, and watching. Uh, I think we're all consensus is everyone saying baseball. 
Yeah. I think that's all that's really on right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if it was playoff basketball, then it might be a different situation, yeah. but um, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I, You know what? One movie that I, I took my son to see a movie yesterday and I was shocked at how much I loved it and hated it, but still wanted more at the same time. So I might, I would probably, I might, if I went to go, go, go to the movies on Easter, I would go back and watch Cocaine Bear again. <laughs> Cocaine Bear. You hear about that movie, Cocaine Bear? Uh, I've, I've heard, heard it. Yeah. This is a, so. This is a true story that happened back in the eighties, um, during like the whole you know like uh, uh, say no to drugs thing you know that was going on back then, and there was like a um, I don't know some kind of like drug smuggler kingpin who one of his one of his employees or whatever um, one of his dealers was flying a plane with like like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of cocaine in bricks and so th- this guy basically was going to go rogue so he threw all of the bags off of the plane over the forest the chattahoochee forest in georgia and then he uh got on a parachute he got a parachute on to jump out the plane so he could like jump down steal the drugs and then take off and probably try to sell them and like live the life outside of it but on the store on the, on the movie you know i guess in real life what happened was dude's parachute failed and ended up falling to his death from the plane but all this cocaine was like found like the all the cocaine wasn't found but these bags were spread out through the forest and in real life a bear actually ate like a ton of the cocaine and went absolutely bonkers he like ate a bunch yeah. of people like he did like all kinds of wild stuff and apparently he had a heart attack from so much cocaine it like exploded his heart or whatever. So it was a real story that really truly happened back in the day and they turned it to a movie and this movie was it was the wildest thing. If you think of the word the two words cocaine bear together <sighs> it's just like all of that mixed into one it's true. It's crazy. So I might go watch that again. <laughs> yeah. I remember hearing about that stuff. on the radio. Um uh-huh. I think it was 105.3 The Fan that was talking about it, or it could have been um, another another channel. But I know I remember hearing about um, it on the on the radio. I was like, they don't make yeah. a movie about anything nowadays, I guess. But, they really will, man. They really will. It's it's wild though. Looking at it, it is. It was wild. It was a wild movie. So I don't know. I'm like I said. I'm still shocked that I actually liked it. Because, you know, my son was like, I heard it's pretty bad. And I wasn't expecting much. And it was slightly better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> it was actually better than I thought it was going to be. So, you know, yep. something stupid, something stupid. But that's it. Any other topics or questions, Junior? I've got nothing. All right. Uh, well, then to close it out, Jared, if you don't know, uh, our guest, we like to give them the opportunity to thank people mm-hmm. uh, that have kind of helped you along the way. So this is your opportunity to thank all of those. Um, give a shout out to whoever you mm-hmm. want. Uh, wow. Yeah. Man, um, you know, first of all, thank you all for uh, having me on the show. Thank you, Randy, for your, uh, you know, for your feedback and your help going into my last contest. Even though I didn't hear my name called, I did better than I did before. 
and it was due to a couple of things due to first of all uh you know your your tips and tricks and then second of all um you know your your sauce uh that peach sauce and then also the holy garlic they're both great so appreciate that but you know appreciate you and junior for for having me on and for shouting me out in the last last show and really uh you know rocking with some of my products i definitely appreciate that um you know i also want to thank uh you know my mom and dad my whole family uh you know my mom's still here she's down in the houston area uh dad's no longer with us um but uh you know for all that they taught me uh as as well as you know them encouraging me to learn and you know try to strive to be the best at everything i'm trying um and my brother and sister for all of their feedback and then also you know dogging me out as brothers and sisters would and telling me like it is because that's what it is uh so i appreciate them uh, my brother actually is he's online he's in california he he's uh called that texas smoke um you know he's out in la right now he does a lot of catering stuff he has like he he has so this dude has a smoker that i'm always jealous of he put like 32 briskets 33 briskets on this smoker oh, wow. um that thing is a big beast wow. so yeah shout out to him uh, and his family and then my cousin jonathan uh he's actually in arlington he and i actually do a podcast called the hashtag blackout podcast uh, you'd find it on Instagram at hashtag blackout pod. And we just talk about random stuff, not as much food centric, but it's just pop culture and silly stuff that we come up with. And, but he's the, he's a graphic designer that does my labels. Um, and thankless job <laughs> that he does on that. And he does a great job and I really appreciate him. Uh, and then, then, you know, all the fans out there, you know, um, you know, big ups to them. And then really I have uh, several ambassadors, uh, which, um, you know, several ambassadors that, that, you know, really are sort of mouthpieces for the product. They use it in competitions. They, you know, talk about it online a lot. Uh, you'll see me sort of sharing a lot of their Instagram posts, um, you know, because they, they do really good work. They're extremely talented cooks, competition cooks or at-home cooks or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and they're all over the country. And I definitely you know, give big ups to them. Um, and yeah, just, just follow my page and you'll see me, you know, sharing them, you know, fairly often. Uh, but yeah, you can find us uh, on Instagram, TikTok, and an app called Fanbase at Hooks Rub. Um, go to our website, www.hooksrub.com. If you want to find us on Facebook, we're at Hooks Rubs and Spices, uh, or Hooks Rubs and Spices, hashtag We Smoke Meat um, for for context, my Instagram and Facebook got hacked back in September. So I had a whole lot of followers and now I had to start all over after that happened because Instagram wouldn't give me my account back. So now I'm growing the Instagram back, um, but the TikTok's doing really well. Uh, and yeah, man, just, just trying to grow again and just trying to, you know, thrive out here. Everybody trying to live their best life and everybody trying to, you know, turn this seasoning and sauce business into like your real life. So, um, you know, I'm blessed for that have a lot of great stores that I've been working with and, and looking for more. So if there's a store near you out there in the country and you don't have hooks rub, holler at your boy. I'll, <laughs> I'll send you a free t-shirt if they, uh, if they end up, if they end up, um, you know, if they end up, uh, uh, you know, getting order. to order a product. Yep. yep. Yes, indeed. Yeah. We always tell people uh, the best way to do it is either let us know, Hey, there's, there's this store or even go into the store saying, Hey, uh, do you have this product? Um, and you keep asking, you get more and more people going in and asking. Guess what? They're going to do the research and you're going to get an email 
or we're going to get an email and bam. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, you know, one of those two ways is the best way to do it. Um, yeah. You know, definitely we'll put the let, you know, the legwork and trying to get it. I know Jared will put in the legwork trying to get his product in that store for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, 100%. Yeah. If we can definitely save so much from shipping, hey, we're all for it. Someone will end up paying the shipping cost, uh, but it's cheaper for the store to buy in bulk than it is mm-hmm. for a customer. That is true. That yep. is true. <laughs> but uh, we'll let Junior end it like he usually does. Uh, so my small business shout out again is the barbecue store at Hempstead, Texas. Um, they do have our original sauce, spicy sauce, and peach sauce, and probably our spicy peach soon. Um, definitely give them a follow. They're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, the barbecue store. That is B-A-R-B-Q-U-E um, store. So be sure to check them out. Also visit their website, thebarbecuestore.com. <laughs> Uh, to buy our stuff to save shipping along with any other rubs, accessories, glazes, sauces, whatever it is that you need. Uh, save your shipping in one place. If you're on the competition trail and looking for some competitions to do without having to go through different websites, you can go to the barbecue store. They have a link. You can check out all the uh, competitions coming out, save you some time um, and all that. That's a barbecue store. And then, of course, if you have not tried our products, what are you waiting for? Give them a try. Uh, you know, we always say try it once, try it twice. Um, you know, you, the must try are the spicy peach or the regular peach. Um, they're game changers. Once you try it, you'll love it. You'll come back for more. Uh, don't trust me. You can ask Jared. Jared said it several times <laughs> in the podcast. Yeah. They didn't pay me to say that. It's legit. <laughs> you know, like I tell people, you, can, you don't trust me. View, the, view all the, the ratings online because, you know, whether good or bad, we're going to post them. I'm, I'm not yeah. shy for it, you know. Even if someone hates it, it'll get up there so you can see, um, you know, we're all for it. Uh, but give it a try because you never know. You just may get hooked on big taste, big flavor, big saliness. There it is right there. And definitely uh, go check out, again, hooksrubs.com. I've actually been looking at this website the entire time we've been on here. Um, He's got food. He's got drinks. Of course, he's got his merchandise. Um, He's got his backstory on there. Um, Again, make sure you go check his stuff, buy his stuff. Uh, If you want to know where there's one located near you, he's got a spot where you can go find it. So, uh, but like I said, he'll ship it wherever, but if you you got a store, definitely go hit it up and let him know, hey, I, I think you need to get in this store. That's all you need. That's all we need. That's all he wants is give him, make the mm-hmm. intro and we'll do the rest. Uh, there's nothing else for you to do. We'll take care of the rest. Uh, so go check his stuff out. Uh, if you're in the DFW area and you're looking for a party bus, that silent light party bus, that's the way to do it. Contact them today. Get your stuff. They got all kinds of stuff. Uh, you know, go see fireworks shows or whatever. Instead of having a drive, let them do the driving for you. Uh, like I said, it is coming up Easter week. This coming up Easter weekend coming up. So when you're outside cooking, do it with love, do it with passion, and we will see you down the road. Yeah. Oh, and before I forget, 
that of last yeah, <laughs> last episode because we didn't do it in the very beginning. Uh, we had a we had a contest, and oh, only one person did. paid attention to it. Oh yeah, um, and that was Mr. Johnny Mags. Always Johnny pays Mags is the winner. Uh, <laughs> he's the one that pays attention <laughs> to everything, follows directions. Thank you. So. Shout Let's, out to Johnny Max. He'll get a package sometime probably this week or next week. They're not in the post office. Uh, stay tuned for that. Check out his podcast, too, as well. We'll give him another shout-out, uh, Pet Life Barbecue. They got a good show on store uh, talking about a memorial cook-off that I uh, may try to see about sneaking Randy in down there towards Houston uh, in memory of Navy SEAL Danny Dietz. I hope I said that name right. Don't want to miss yeah. it. But if you haven't heard that name before, go watch Lone Survivor, the movie, and you will f- you will hear his story from there. So uh, yeah. check it out. Go check out uh, Hooks' podcast. I'm not going to say that's his name. That's what he goes by. Hashtag with. Blackout <laughs> Podcast. <There you laughs> Blackout podcast. <laughs> he doesn't go by Jared. It's Hooks. It's stuck from a kid. That's what I see. I read it online. It's stuck from a little yes, kid. Yes, indeed. You're right. Check it out. But like You're I said, right. we will, uh, of course, like, subscribe, and get this anywhere you get your podcast. We'll see you later.